Hey guys, it's Eric, Free NFL Bets. I'm back for week three of my free NFL bets. Already off to a great start. Won the Thursday night spread straight up. That was minus seven. That was my first play. And then I coupled that in a teaser, open-ended teaser. Panthers minus two, Ravens minus two. And so, yeah, that's kind of a preview of what has happened and what's to come. And I'm really excited to get into week three, guys. The viewership and the, I guess, listenership, if you want to call it that, on the podcast is growing. Much appreciated to everybody listening and tuning in and listening to my analysis and the free NFL bets. We had a rough week last week, but I'm already looking forward to this week, and I'm glad we're off to a fast start. So with that said... Let's get right into it, everybody. Um, let, let me recap last week really quickly and put it behind us for good. So the first play was Devontae Smith, two units over three and a half receptions. Did not get there. That one really hurt. I thought that was sure money. Um, it was He had seven targets, a great game script. They were pretty much down the entire second half and end of the first half, too. And, yeah, just never got there. And... They had every chance to get there, so that one hurt. Justin Herbert, over 39.5 passing attempts. That was for one unit. That hit. That felt really good. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I was also uh, going up against uh, Sharp Money or a group. I don't know if it was Sharp Money, but it was a group that played the other side. It was minus 125 for under 39.5. And I actually got it at minus 110, and then somebody came in and from the other side. So that felt good to win that one. Okay, the parlays, this one probably even hurt more than the Devontae Smith um, play because, yeah, Dallas LAC, LAC is the Los Angeles Chargers. I had over 42.5 points coupled with Green Bay minus 2, Cleveland win, and Tampa Bay minus 2 for minus 115. Uh, The juice was minus 115. And, man, they had 25 points in the first half. I mean, they were flying over the total, flying over it, and got hurt. Uh, I mean, I got a bad beat on that one. I, I don't regret the bet at all. That, that felt great. The way it was going the first half was great. And then the second half, there were turnovers and penalties at the goal line and just really silly stuff. So don't regret that one at all. If that had hit, then we would have been um, – five and four on the week instead of three and six so we would have probably broke even so whatever such is life um that was a two unit play by the way that one lost too so both two two unit plays lost that hurt i'm um, really bad with my two units so far this year but so the next bet was my one unit bet tampa bay win kansas city plus seven and a half and new england win uh on the money line that one hit the next one, one unit, was Green Bay win, Seattle win, Seattle didn't win, and then also the Dallas, uh, Los Angeles Chargers over 42 and a half. And then the last one, or actually second to last one, Buffalo plus seven and a half, Dallas plus ten and a half, Arizona plus seven and a half. That one hit very easily. And then the last one, man, the Philadelphia and the 49ers game. Gosh, man, that one was so frustrating. Um, I added this one at the last second. I loved it. I don't take it back either. Uh, there should have been more points in that game. It, it didn't. Uh, you know, another learning moment for me um, going through this and whatnot. Um, it didn't go over 36 and a half points. It was way under that to Philly. All the other ones hit. Arizona, Minnesota went over 39 and a half, and the Jets and the Patriots went under 52 and a half very easily. So, Yep, let's put that behind us. We're off to a fast start week three, and let's just get right into it. Okay, so I'll start with my player props first. So my player props, um, I got really fortunate with this line, guys. Really fortunate. This line opened up, so the first play is one unit, Cooper Cup, over six and a half receptions, plus 110 odds. If you're looking at it now, it's like minus 160, minus 170. Um, I think it's minus 150, minus 148 on MGM if you want to actually take the juice and get that. 
but it actually opened at plus 110. I got it at plus 110. Feel stoked about it. So really feel happy about that. Um, yeah, I, I already kind of broke this down on a previous podcast and um, and and YouTube YouTube video. So not much to really go over on this one. He had 11 receptions against them last season, uh, and that was with Jared Goff. And yeah, I mean th- this one's going to be high scoring. And then, you know, the reason I really love this play the most is because of the Tampa Bay run defense. And I've already made so much money off of this Tampa Bay run defense because it's just so predictable what the offense can only do. When you're able to stop the run as a defense, the offense, they just know it. They can't do it. So it's basically pointless. If you saw Dallas, they basically abandoned the run. They didn't, even, they didn't keep running the ball anymore against Tampa Bay on opening night. And they just threw the ball the entire game. So, and that's, that's really what uh, the Rams did last year against them. I mean, Jared Goff threw for like 350 yards or something like that. And it, it was crazy. So now insert Matthew Stafford. I mean, and it's him and Cup, Matt Stafford and Cup have had clear chemistry. He's already gone over six and a half receptions in, for, in the, each of his first two games with Stafford. Um, this, is, this is a pretty no-brainer, guys. He's going to get over six and a half receptions. Uh, yeah, I, I really don't see any other way. Um, very happy with that play. Happy at plus 110 odds. The second player prop is Zach Wilson. It's one unit. Zach Wilson over 31 and a half passing attempts. I really like this one as well. I mean, of course, every bet that I'm going to release, I'm really going to like. There's no denying that. But, I mean, some I kind of feel a little, yeah, I feel really good about that. I feel confident about that. It should get there. This one I feel really good about. So he's already gone over this in his first two games. And his first games were against, um, gosh, I'm blanking. Um, Who did the Jets play the first two weeks? Uh, The Panthers. So we've had like 37 pass attempts then. And then last week he played the Patriots. And he had 33 passing attempts. So he's already faced two really good defenses. Now he's going to face a third really good defense. And the game script's probably going to be the same. Uh, he's going to have to throw the ball because they're probably going to be behind. Or they're going to be a little bit behind, maybe, potentially. I know Denver's a big favorite, but I think the Jets can might be able to stick in there. Um, regardless, Denver's been able to stop the run pretty well this season so far. You know, again, they played against two bad offensive lines. So, you know, who knows if they're actually really good against stopping the run yet. We don't really know that yet. But still, regardless, 31.5 is such a low number. I mean, all he has to do is throw eight pass attempts a quarter. And I, I think they're going to make sure that he doesn't turn the ball over this week. That's number one, right? Because he threw four interceptions last week. He knows it. They know it. So short underneath throws, uh, ball coming out quick. And, yeah, they're going to have to move the ball. And I, I actually kind of like their offensive line. I'm not I, – I was hating on it, but I actually like it. They might have some success running the ball. So it's just a slight concern, not a huge concern. The biggest thing is there's so many ways that this could go over. And, yeah, I'm, I just see that for that reason. I mean, the, the three biggest reasons are – 31 and a half is just way too low of a number, way too low of a number. The second is most likely they're going to be playing from behind or they're going to be in a very close game. Either way, both of those game scripts, I love. They're not going to run away with this one. If the Jets run away with this one, that'd be a pretty big shocker. They're not going to run away with this one. So even in a close game, he's going to be throwing the ball. That's for certain. Uh, and the third biggest reason is the short passing attempts. So I think they're going to move the chains. I think, you know, the, the, re- the way that you can get hurt by doing these passing attempt props is if the 
if, is if you're able to hit long passes down the field because you get 60 yards in one throw, one passing attempt, well, you're cutting the field down. You're not able to throw the ball as much anymore. So the more short passing attempts that he has, the better. And that's what's going to happen in this game. This one should hit, guys. I'm, I feel really good. It's probably my most confident player prop of the week. Okay, next one is Chris Godwin. So one unit, Chris Godwin, over five and a half receptions. Um, minus 115 at Caesars. Sorry, Zach Wilson was minus 120 at Caesars. And this one is very, very obvious. Um, let me pull up his thing. So Antonio Brown is not playing this season. And, I mean, not this season, sorry, this week, this week, sorry, my, I've had a long day, guys, um, not affecting my betting, I've had these bets placed and, and formulated and put together for quite a long time, probably since Thursday, Wednesday night, so I've just been waiting for the injury reports before I publish them all, let's see here, yes, Chris Godwin, here we go, so yeah, Antonio Brown isn't playing this week. He and he did not play the first eight weeks of last season. If you guys can remember that. So during that span, Chris Godwin actually only played four games. And he went over two times. And the two times he didn't were blowouts. Uh, they played at Denver when Denver had... I don't know what quarterback. I mean, they, they were just bad. Denver was bad early on last season. And he still had five catches. And then against Green Bay, when they blew out Green Bay, he only had five catches. So he's he's going to go over this, guys. This is – I actually think the Rams are going to give the Bucks a run for their money. I think the Rams have a very good shot of winning this game, actually. Um, no Jason Pierre-Paul, no Antonio Brown. I think those are pretty big game changers on both sides of the ball. I think that alleviates some stress uh, from the Rams just a little bit to give them just a slight edge, just a very slight edge. And, you know, also Tampa's going to play New England next week, so that's something to keep in mind too. So, you know, so far... Uh, Tampa Bay's been favoring Godwin over all the other receivers. He's the he's getting the most targets, and so I, I really have no issues with this. And the other reason why I love this play is Jalen Ramsey is going to take on Mike Evans. Uh, I would be pretty pretty darn shocked if he doesn't take on Mike Evans for the majority of the game. And yeah, I mean Godwin had seven receptions last year against this t uh, team. And I feel great about this one. I feel really, really good about this one. Now, so those are my three player props for the week. And I am waiting on an injury for tomorrow. I don't want to give it away because it's a plus money. I don't want anybody touching that line because as soon as I know if that player is playing or not, I am jumping on that prop and releasing it on my Twitter. So, um, everybody... Please follow me on Twitter so that you get the best line and you know when I bet it at that, at that exact moment. Whenever I make a bet, I let Twitter know first, and then I make the bet, and then I release the play right thereafter. So that's why if, if you're follow, following me on Twitter and you turned on the bell icon, so alert, so basically whenever I text it out, you get a text message to your phone alert like, hey, I just sent out the bet. Um, I, don't, I don't tweet a lot, guys. Literally, I'm black and white. I send out the alert, I'm about to bet, and then I send out the bet that I placed. And that's it. I don't tweet anything else out, so I'm not going to blow up your phone all day. And I probably only do three a week, and well, three during the week, and then on Sunday, I release, or Saturday night, I release the rest of my card and then a couple on Sunday morning. So that's it. I might uh, hit your phone up five times throughout the week. That's it. That's it, guys. Um, 
I am thinking about one more, actually two more props. And again, follow me on Twitter because that's where I will release them. I, I guess I'll just preview them, guys. So Scotty Miller over two and a half receptions is plus 125. Again, no Antonio Brown when, when Antonio Brown didn't play last season. Uh, during the first eight weeks, Scotty Miller went over two and a half receptions, uh, I think, almost every time, every week. Uh, the other is Eric uh, Carlson. Gosh, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot the Oakland, I mean, Las Vegas Raiders kicker's first name. Carlson is his last name. Over one and a half field goals, plus 115. It's just a hunch. I really don't have much data to back me up. It's, it's more of a football hunch thing. So the Dolphins played really bad last week, gave up all touchdowns. They're going to play really hard this week. They're going to make sure that they don't give up, you know, touchdowns, easy touchdowns. They're going to make the Raiders fight for it. And then I like the Raiders coming in. They're high. They're feeling good. They beat two really good teams. So they might be overconfident. They might be a little too relaxed, not focused. And... You know, that could lead to field goals. So just two field goals for Carlson. I mean, gosh, this guy's a really, really accurate kicker and can kick from a long distance, and Gruden trusts him to kick 50-yard field goals. I I really think he gets there, and at plus 115, I might have to pull the trigger on that tomorrow, guys. Again, follow me on Twitter. I'll let you know if I play Scotty Miller or Carlson. I might even just do a half a unit just because I like both of them at plus money. And I'm waiting for one other one. I can't give that away, guys. I can't preview that because, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think there's going to be a ton of listeners or viewership since this is like a really early baby infant stage podcast. But still, I'm not giving that out. Don't want anybody to hammer that and release that. Um, okay, so let's get into the other plays, my spreads and teaser plays for the week. And I already previewed the winner. The minus seven Panthers over the Texans on Thursday night football. Um, yeah, guys, this one, I, I I told everybody I would have played it at minus eight, minus nine, whatever it would have got to. It was a little scary in the first half. I will admit that it was a little scary. Um, you know, they really should have been up 14 nothing or 10 nothing at, at the worst. But they put it together in the second half, regrouped, came out strong, played great. Bet hit pretty easily. Wasn't too bad to watch either. So that hit. The other play that I had was a two-unit teaser that involved the Panthers minus two and the Ravens minus two. So again, guys, please follow me on Twitter. Free, It's at free NFL bets, plural, bets, B-E-T-S so that you can get these plays throughout the night. Yes, I do my weekly podcast where I go through the entire, my all, all my picks, I recap what, what I'm doing right now, right? And I go through all, all the games, all the trackers I do, all this great hour-long podcast. It's really good, guys. I'm giving so much great information in this podcast, right? It's great. It, I mean, I would love to listen to it as an NFL better myself. But if you want my bets and you want to know what I'm betting throughout the week, follow me on Twitter, at FreeNFLBets. Okay, so I'm done throwing out my Twitter handle and all that stuff. Let's get to the bets, guys. So, yeah, two units, Panthers minus two, Ravens minus two. That's minus 122, and that's at the Rivers Sportsbook. Um, the next play, or well, I guess I'll talk about that. Yeah, I mean, you know how I feel about the Panthers. I would have been shocked if they would have lost that game, to be honest, guys. I would have been really damn shocked. I saw Davis Mills play against the Browns. Um, you know, I watch all the highlights anyways. I watch literally every single game's highlight on Sunday night. So I know what these teams look like. I already know their players. I, I know all this stuff. So I'm very familiar with every single team. There's no way the Panthers were going to lose that game. Matt Rule coming back to Texas, the head coach of the Panthers, that Panthers defense is legit. I know they're legit. Phil Snow, the defense coordinator, is legit. <sighs> Davis Mills was not ready for that game. Short week to prepare. That was easy money. That was cherry picking, guys. That was easy money. Panthers minus seven and Panthers minus two on the teaser. Now the Ravens minus two. Okay. COVID. 
is very annoying. It's still annoying. It's always going to be annoying. So four players on the Ravens are out apparently for COVID, and it's kind of big guys, you know, um, what, Justin Houston and uh, the nose tackle, I think. Uh, I think it's Brandon Williams is his name, and I don't know. It's just, it's it's very annoying. Um, but with all that said, all things are equal except for coaching and quarterback. So as long as Lamar Jackson plays and as long as the defense and offensive coordinator uh, for the Ravens are there calling plays, the Ravens should win. They should find a way to win by three. Okay? Love that play. Two-unit teaser, Panthers minus two, Ravens minus two. The Lions are just awful. Okay, next play. It's a one-unit play, and it's a three-leg teaser, or three-leg parlay, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they're all, all three plays are totals. So the first is New England and New Orleans under 51.5 total points. Then also Denver and the New York Jets under 51.5 points. And lastly, Green Bay and the 49ers over 39.5 points. That's plus 112 on MGM. Now, if you followed me last week, you listened to the podcast, and you bet the uh, parlay with the totals last week, you're like, Eric, you're really going back to the 49ers, and you're going over with them. Yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, it doesn't feel great. I have a little PTSD from them last week, um, but I had to put that behind me. I have to trust what I'm seeing. And Shanahan has had his way uh, with Green Bay and calling offensive plays, and they're able to score. They're able to run the ball on Green Bay. That's always been the case for the past three seasons. And I love the 49ers to be able to score points against them. I love them to score, I mean, at worst, 17 points. At worst, they should get to 17 points. Green Bay, I know they're, gonna get, they're going to get into the 20s. I, I mean, 49ers secondary is not great right now. And I know if you know, and, and you just heard, Elkton Jenkins, the left tackle for the Packers, is not playing. It's going to be okay, guys. Dennis Kelly will step in at left tackle. Dennis Kelly uh, is a veteran offensive lineman, played with the Titans, Titans for a little bit, backed up uh, Conklin in Tennessee, and actually played quite a bit in Tennessee and did fairly well. I mean, he, he's an NFL tackle. He's, he's, not, he's not your typical third-string uh, tackle. He's pretty he, – he can hold his own, Okay. Now against D Ford and potentially Eric Armstead and then Nick Bosa. Yeah, I get it. It's a tall order, but still, it's enough to not get Aaron Rodgers killed. And the 49ers secondary just isn't very good, guys. Aaron Rodgers will have no problem moving the ball against them. I feel confident in that. Okay, now the Denver and Jets under, I love that. Denver's offense is not great. It's not. Um, they've been quietly getting to 27-ish points every, the first two weeks against bad teams. Not necessarily bad defenses. Jacksonville, yes, but not the Giants. But just bad teams. And I, I kind of see the same thing here. And I see the Jets playing hard. And, yeah, I just uh, – I, I just I, – I'd be really shocked if this went over, guys. Really shocked. Um, I feel confident in that one. Zach Wilson's not going to try to turn the ball over that much. There should probably be a lot of punts in this game. Teddy Bridgewater doesn't want to throw the any interceptions either. He's conservative. That's very key for unders. When you're betting unders, guys and ladies, you do not want quarterbacks – that turnover the ball. If quarterbacks turn over the ball, that gives short field to the offenses, quick scores, not a lot of time goes off the clock, and then the team gets the ball right back, and then they have a chance to score. It's basically you, you trade two minutes for three or seven points. It's, it's awful. 
So, yeah, I think the Jets really are careful with uh, Wilson. I think Wilson's careful. I think that one's going under 51 and a half. I think it's going to go under the, the regular, uh, whatever it's at right now, just straight up. And then lastly, New England, New Orleans, under 51 and a half. Mac Wilson takes care, takes care of the ball very well. New Orleans defense is talented. It will play better this week. And then also New England's defense is good. That's the only concern. I'm a little worried right there. You know, what if Jameis Winston throws a lot of interceptions? Um, he's capable of doing it. But, again, he had a bad week last week. I think New Orleans comes in focus. I don't think they turn over the ball two weeks in a row at a high clip. So, yeah, I really like that one, guys. That's plus money, plus 112, three-leg parlay teaser. Let's go to the next one. Uh, this is play number four in the spreads and teaser section. This is a one-unit play, Arizona minus two, and Kansas City minus one and a half. This was minus 123 on MGM. Um, just simply put, I like Arizona and Jacksonville, with or without DeAndre Hopkins. They're just the better team. They had a letdown last year in week three. I think it was week three. They went to Carolina, and they laid an egg. In Carolina, they were the more talented team for sure, and they laid an egg, and they didn't win. So I think that's in the back of their mind. They've been here before, coming across. They have high expectations this year. Yeah, maybe a little letdown spot because they, you know, snuck out a win against Minnesota at home. But still, they're going to find a way to win this game. I like Arizona minus two. Now KC minus one and a half. I just, I like KC coming off of this loss where they should have won. I like this, and they're coming at home. They're going to be focused, and they're going to get after it. Kansas City's going to win this game. It might not be enjoyable to watch. It might be really close. It might They might win on some fluke play. They're going to win. It's a very high percentage they win. It's a very high percentage that both of these teams win. Almost thought about doing this as a 1.5 unit uh, play, but I'm not going to. I'm going to keep it there. It's minus 123 on MGM when I played it. I released this, however, on Thursday morning or Friday morning, Friday morning. So, yeah, so I don't know what it's at now, but that's what I got it at. The next play is a one unit play, three leg uh, parlay. And it's all with teams, sides, not totals. First is Seattle plus 7.5. Then Cincinnati plus 14.5. And, and then the Chargers plus 17.5. This is minus 126 on FanDuel. <clears throat> I, I really don't want to play anything above minus 125. I tried not to get the 125. But I'm learning from last week, and I'm kind of reteaching myself uh, of the strategy that I did last year. I want to place bets that have a high chance of winning that I feel really, really good about, and I go through all the key numbers. Okay, so Seattle can lose by a touchdown and an extra point. Cincinnati can lose by two touchdowns and two extra points, and the Chargers can lose by a field goal, two touchdowns, two extra points. I really love that. Love that one. That one should be comfortable to watch. Um, even though I just talked about the Chiefs winning, and I like them to win, the Chiefs' defense gives up too many points. And for the Chargers to lose by 18 or more, I don't see that happening. So that's kind of the quick breakdown of the Chargers. It's just simply put, I like Brandon Staley, the defensive coordinator for the Chargers. Chris Harris isn't playing, and even Joey Bosa might not play. So, you know, that, that would stink. That, that would make me feel bad a little bit or a little weird. But still, the biggest thing is, is yeah, Brandon Staley, I think he slows down the Chiefs' defense, I mean offense, just a little bit so that it's not a complete blowout. I'm, I'm just, you know, speaking hypothetically worst-case scenario. And the Chiefs, 
might get slow on defense, yeah. The Chiefs defense, they're they're going to give up points to the Chargers. Now, the Chargers have been really bad in the red zone. I, I think it's a lack of a, a true running back. You know, Austin Eckler is more of a third down, pass catching back. Um, he, you know, he can run okay, but he's not going to, you know, bully himself into the end zone. But luckily, the Chiefs have a really bad run defense. So, yeah, again, Chargers losing by 18, that would be pretty shocking. Not, not pretty shocking, but it would be very surprising. Very surprising. Uh, Cincinnati plus 14 and a half. I like this so much, guys. I, I think this is one of my most confident plays of the week, I think. And I'm a Steelers fan. So, no TJ Watt, no Alex Highsmith. Tyson Alualu's on injured reserve. I think he's out for the whole season. And Stefan Tuitt, who's always injured, always injured. Um, the other defensive end for the Steelers, who's really, really good, is on injured reserve. I don't even know what happened to him. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be a lack of pass rush, and or the Steelers are going to have to blitz. And if they blitz, Joe Burrow's good enough to find the open receiver and get the ball out and for the Bengals to move the ball. So worst-case scenario, even if Ben Roethlisberger comes out and he's playing really well and he's – you know, lighting up the Cincinnati secondary, which he could, he could. I'm not, I mean, Trey Waynes is out for uh, Cincinnati at corner, at cornerback. So the Steelers might be able to move the ball well through the air, even without Deontay Johnson, even without him. So, but at the same time, I don't feel great about it. I like Cincinnati's front seven. Uh, I think they, they play with a lot of effort. They get after it. The Steelers have a weak offensive line. I think Cincinnati could easily upset Pittsburgh. And for them to beat Cincinnati by 15, that would just, that would be very, very surprising as well. And guys, that's kind of how I do this, right? So when I'm constructing these type of three-leg parlays, three-leg teasers that I'm doing right here, I put scenarios where it would be very, very surprising, almost shocking at times if the team were to lose or to lose by a certain amount of points. I just feel that I have such an edge knowing these teams that well. They say, don't bet like this, don't bet teasers, don't bet parlays. But I feel like I have a serious knack for this because this was the only way that I was allowed to bet before legalized sports betting was legal. And you had all these different books to play from um, within your state on your mobile device. So I would have to go out of state to some um, casino, but you couldn't bet straight up. You could only bet the parlays and the teasers. So I just got accustomed to doing that, and that's the best way to do it. It's just you bet these legs as saying, like, hey, there's no way this is going to happen, or it would be very, very surprising. Okay, so that's kind of what my strategy is. I, I explained that. So the last leg, Seattle plus 7.5. I just think Seattle's the better team than Minnesota. Both of them had heartbreaking losses last week. Both are going to be focused. Both are going to play hard. <clears throat> I would rather give, you know, give me Russell Wilson instead of Kirk Cousins. Plain and simple. Everything else could be equal in this game. Um, give me Russell Wilson over Kirk Cousins. And, hey, if Kirk Cousins has a really good day and, you know, good for him, I don't think he's going to beat Seattle by more than a touchdown and an extra point. So I really like that one, guys. Really, really like that play. Seattle plus 7.5, Cincinnati plus 14.5, and, and the Chargers plus 17.5. It's minus 126 on FanDuel. Okay, next play. It's another one-unit, three-leg Parlay teaser. First play of the three legs is Seattle, Minnesota under the game total, 63 and a half points. I almost thought about just playing this one straight up. Um, it's kind of out of my wheelhouse. I'm more comfortable playing and I've had more success with just betting these three leg two or two team teasers type of thing. But guys, the total is 55 and a half for Seattle and Minnesota. 
Seattle plays at a very slow pace. I think they're bottom five in the league in pace. I think they only have 56 offensive plays per game so far through the first two weeks. It's kind of how they want to play anyways. And Minnesota um, is actually playing a little bit slower than they normally did at the end of last year, which was at a very high rate. So with that said, that's the first reason why I like that. The second reason I like that is because both defenses are a little bit misinterpreted. So Seattle did really well against Indianapolis week one. Yeah, I know it was against Carson Wentz. I'm not high on Carson Wentz either, but still. They held them under 20 points. Last week, they held Tennessee under 20 points for a majority of the entire game, except for the end. And why did Tennessee get those points? They had one long run play, right? So, I mean, you know, you can't take anything back when I'm saying, you know, uh, you know, you can't play what is, but you know what I'm saying. It's one long run play. You know, you, you take care, and Seattle's usually really good against the run. That's why I'm saying this. Seattle's usually really good against the run, and if they stopped him there, if they stopped Derrick Henry there on that 60-yard touchdown run or whatever it was, or 40 yards, whatever it was, um, and then you'd look at the stat line, Derrick Henry didn't have that great of a day, right? It was just that one long touchdown run. And then all of a sudden his yards per carry is up to like five instead of 3.8 or something and so forth. And so another thing is penalties. Seattle gave up a ton of penalties last week. And that's what kept Tennessee in the game. So I think that defense is a lot better than what people are, are giving it credit for so far. And Minnesota, they didn't give up 30 points last week. They gave up 27 or something. Kirk Cousins threw a pick six interception. Or, no, sorry, 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 um, Kyler Murray did. I forgot about Kirk Cousins. But basically what I'm saying is Minnesota doesn't – I've studied this, guys, for a, for a while now. Minnesota does not naturally score 30 points in a game. Kirk Cousins doesn't naturally throw for three touchdowns in a game. He's not, he's not somebody who just wakes up and, and can gunsling it like that. He's more – it has to be process-oriented and – like a puzzle. This has to fit here. This has to fit here before I throw it. Um, yeah, so guys, I, I had 55 and a half. That's such a high total for this game. Uh, they played last year. I don't think it went over this. I know it was a close game at the end. Um, but guys, 63 and a half points. I'd be very surprised if it goes over 63 and a half points. That'd be, it'd have to be 34-30 in that case. Or yeah, I, I don't see that, guys. Okay, the next two legs is Green Bay plus 14 and a half and Las Vegas plus seven and a half. And I already touched on the Green Bay game. Um, you kind of have my thoughts on that. I like Green Bay to potentially win that game. Lots of factors. Um, Green Bay is, well, the biggest factor is this, guys, why I like Green Bay plus 14 and a half. They already got embarrassed this year. Okay, now they're in national television again on the road. Man, I would be really surprised if they get blown out again, again this season, and then on national TV. Highly doubt that. Really highly doubt that. And, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that, I mean, I could just leave the analysis at that, honestly. I mean, I know that'd be like really lazy analysis, but. I mean, that's really what it is, guys. And I've, I've already shared my thoughts on the game. You know how I feel about it. Um, so, yeah, let's move on to Las Vegas plus 7.5. Las Vegas plus 7.5, even though they're coming home, they're in the favorite role. The Dolphins cannot stop the run. And John Gruden likes to run the ball. He hasn't really shown it so far, but that's because he's played against two really good run defenses in the Ravens and the Steelers. Now he's not playing against a good run defense. And they also lost to Miami last season, right? They lost them last season on that crazy last play of the game that basically knocked them out of the playoffs. And Las Vegas Stadium is now full, and it's jumping. It's going to be packed. It's going to be busy in Las Vegas. So Miami can't stop the run. Las Vegas will always be able to continuously move the ball down the field and have a chance to score all the time. And 
The Dolphins, I, I like Las Vegas' defense, by the way. I like what they're doing there with Gus Bradley. They have a direction. Uh, the personnel is better than it was last year. still not great. But that front seven plays with a lot of effort, and they get after it. I mean, Carl Nassib, Mad Max, Crosby, the Condor. Um, yeah, they get after it, guys. I mean, they had they added Casey Hayward Jr. in the secondary. Um, they play fast and aggressive. Jacoby Brissett's going to have his uh, work cut out for him, and that offensive line is not very good for Miami either. A lot of people are playing uh, Miami plus four. I don't understand it. I really don't. I, I can understand the kind of the thought process, you know, Miami got embarrassed last week. Las Vegas is in the favorite role. Totally get that uh, perspective, that angle, but I don't see Las Vegas losing that game. And, man, I'd be surprised if they lost by eight or more. So I, I really like that one, guys. That's minus 119 on FanDuel. That one should hit. And the one previous before that should hit, too. The last two that I said should definitely hit. The last one... I feel pretty good about, not amazing about, but I feel pretty good about. For some reason, I have a weird feeling about Denver and the Jets and also Buffalo and Washington. So, sorry, this is a three-leg parlay teaser again. One unit, the Broncos minus two, the Buffalo Bills plus three and a half, and the Los Angeles Rams plus ten and a half. So it was either between, obviously, the two sides. I wanted to play either Tampa Bay or the Rams, and I thought about putting both of them on there at plus 10.5. But I just feel there's just a little bit too much going on with Tampa right now that I could see something squirrely happening where they lose by more than 10. I could see it. I could see it. For the Rams, they're very focused. This is a big test for them. They're at home. 425 kickoff, the Fox game of the week. They're going to be ready to go. And Sean McVay is going to keep them in this game. They're going against the worst defense. Um, I, I, I would actually, I, I would confidently say that because of how bad the secondary is for Tampa. And that's kind of why I picked the Rams over Tampa because I have the Rams being able to score and keep it close throughout the entire game. Even if Tampa ends up winning, I don't see them winning by 11 or more points. Buffalo plus three and a half. I think this is worst case scenario. I really do. I think Buffalo's going to win this game. Um, it might not be pretty. It could be ugly. It could be, you know, last play of the game type of deal. But if Washington's going to win, I think they're only going to win by a field goal. And so give me plus three and a half Buffalo. I really like that. Um, Buffalo already lost at home once this season against Pittsburgh. They're going to come ready to play. They have high expectations this year, guy, uh, guys. They lost in the AFC Championship game, right? They're ready to go. They don't want to have a letdown. They need to win. They have a clear expectation for their season. Washington was just happy to make the playoffs last season. They have a high expectation to make the playoffs this season, but, but not Super Bowl bound. Buffalo thinks they're Super Bowl bound. They're going to come out, find a way to win. The last uh, leg of this parlay is Denver minus two. They're playing the Jets. I kind of touched on it with the over-under. And, yeah, I mean, I don't – I think Denver's going to find a way to win that game. Um, I don't know. The Jets kind of have a soft spot. Um, in my heart, so I don't know. I kind of I feel like the Jets could maybe pull out pull a shocker there, but I don't think so. Denver minus two, Buffalo plus three and a half, the Rams plus ten and a half. That's minus one twenty four on the River Sports Book. Okay, guys, so that's all my plays so far for the week. Um, I might add one more teaser. Or two teasers. Again, I'll release those on Twitter. And I might release two more prop bets. So that put me close to 15 units risking this week. It's it's a lot of units. a lot of volume this week. But I feel really good about it. I'm not double dipping or triple dipping like I did last week. Well, I guess I kind of did with the Panthers a little bit. But, um, yeah, each play is individual. So, you know, if one play doesn't hit, 
it's not going to wipe out two or three cards. So I really like how balanced this card is this week. Um, I feel a lot of good bets placed. No juice over 130, 125. So and and some plus money opportunities. So really, really feel confident about this card. Feel good. We're going to make some money tomorrow. Okay, guys. So let's go to what I'm tracking now. So if you're new to the podcast, now what I do is I track a couple of things that I want to know what happens throughout the year. So I do the top three. I pick my top three spreads and totals that I like all season, and I want to track those. And then I do the top three public plays and see what their record was, uh, you know, how much um, the public is playing, you know, what's the biggest public play of the week where all the public money's going on those teams because usually those teams lose. So I want to track that this season. And then I'm playing blindly. Well, I'm not playing, but I'm tracking blindly the three highest overs on the week and the three lowest unders on the week and seeing if they go under and seeing if the three uh, highest totals go over. Uh, So I'm doing that. And then I'm picking the spread and totals for every single game. So, yeah, that's what it is. Um, I'll recap that at the end if you're curious, and I'll just get to my picks right now. And then after the recap at the end, uh, we're done, and that'll be it. So I'll try to fly through this the next 15 minutes and keep this thing within an hour. Okay, here we go, guys. Let me put the microphone down. Ready? So... I can type. Let me see the volume's still good. Yeah, the volume's still good. Perfect. Okay, cool. So let's do this. Let me pull off this to the side. Okay. So the spread in the total. Okay, so Arizona is minus seven and a half. I'm definitely taking Arizona minus seven and a half. Um uh, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I know you're not supposed to buy points and stuff uh, long term, but I'm going to buy the point just in case. And then I'm going to go over 51 and a half. Yeah, I don't see any flat 51, so I'll just do 51 and a half. That is a key number. Next game, Indianapolis, Tennessee. I will be going Tennessee minus five and a half. Feel fine about that. I don't not worry about that at all. I like them in that spot against uh, Carson Wentz's ankle problems. Carson Wentz likes to move around and make plays. I don't see that going well for them if he can't move around that well, because he's not a confident passer in the pocket. So take away his mobility, um, man. I. I think it would be a long day for the Colts. The only thing that they have got going for them is their defense is pretty good. But I think they have injuries. I haven't really looked at the injury report for that game because I'm not touching that game um, because, I don't know, I, I just I, I feel weird about it. Divisional game, Carson Wentz, is, is, are his ankles good? Are they not good? For the sake of me picking all the plays, Tennessee minus 5.5. Feel great about that. And then I'll go under 47.5. Okay, next game, Baltimore, Detroit. I've got Baltimore, guys. I've got Balt minus seven and a half. I don't care who they're missing on defense. And then the over-under, I've got, man, that's 15 and a half is so weird because Baltimore could put up 40. But, hmm. I'll go I'll go under. For some reason I think it's gonna go under fifty and a half. Any fifty ones? Oh, I do see a fifty one on the board. Okay, I see a fifty one. I'll claim fifty one. Okay. Next game is Washington and Buffalo. Uh, I don't know. I think Washington has a shot at covering plus seven. I'm not going to do it, though. I, I like Buffalo to be focused in this one. I'll take the flat seven, minus seven, over, under. I'm going under 45 and a half. I like both of these defenses to play well this week. 
Um, let's see who's next. New Orleans and New England. Minus three, New England. New Orleans' third road game in a row. They've been out of their homes for a month. Over a month. They have to be exhausted, right? I like New England. Give me New England minus three. And then the, for the over-under, I've got under 43. I see a 43. I will claim that. Um, let's see. The Chargers and Kansas City. Uh, man, that minus seven is such a close number. I don't know what to do with that, to be honest with you guys. Um, I'll give the Chargers it. I'll go LAC plus seven. And for the over-under, I'm going to go under 55. Okay, Atlanta and the Giants. Giants are minus three. I'm going to go Atlanta plus three. Something about that Atlanta team makes me feel like they're going to come out this week for some reason. And I'll go under 48. That's a weird one. I'll go under 48. Okay. Chicago, Cleveland. I actually like points in this one. And I like Chicago plus seven and a half. I don't feel amazing about it, but I have a hunch on it. And I feel pretty confident in that. 7.5. And I would say over. Yeah, I like over 44 and a half. Let's see. Miami. Oh, no. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I got Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's going to win out right. I mean, as a Steelers fan, I hope not. But it's kind of my gambling hunch. And over under, I will go under 43 and a half. Miami and Las Vegas, I told you guys I like Las Vegas to come out and play. Maybe they go out the gate slow, but I'll take three and a half all day with them. And the over-under, uh, man, 44. I think, it, I think it stays under. I'll go under 44. Picking a lot of unders this week. I don't know how I feel about that. Jets, Denver. Minus 10 and a half. I got the Jets minus 10 and a half. I mean, plus 10 and a half. And then I have the under 41 and a half. And then let's see Tampa Bay, Los Angeles. Man, it's such a weird game. I think I've got the Rams winning that. I'll do plus, is there any twos there? Just one and a half, basically a pick them. And over, under, I've got under 55 and a half, actually. Another under, I don't know what I'm doing, guys. Oh, yeah, Seattle, Minnesota, I've got under 55. I already touched on that, and I got Seattle minus two. I'll take minus two with Seattle. Oh, excuse me, and then under 55 and a half. I'll claim 55 and a half, I see it. Green Bay. I'll take Green Bay plus three. Whoa, what I'm doing. Okay, Green Bay plus three. And I'll take the, I think, man, 50 and a half. I think really shot up there. 50 and a half, that's a high total. Um, not a, I mean, it's kind of a super high, it's kind of a high total. I don't know, guys. It's such a hard one. 27, 24, do I really think it's good? I'll go under. I know it's kind of contradicting the other play that I said, guys, but um, I'll go under 50.5, 50 and a half. And then Philly, I like Philly plus three and a half. I think they're a live dog for sure. And I will go over 51 and a half. Okay, so that's my spread total picks for the week. If I had to pick the top three spread plays for this week, um, who would I pick? That's a really good uh, thing here. 
Okay, my top three spread plays of the week. I mean, obviously the Panthers, but I, I'm not going to use that. I'm just going to use the Sunday slate. I will say Baltimore minus seven. Baltimore minus seven point five. And I'll buy it. I'll buy the point. Five point five point. Let's see. Well, who else do I want to throw on there? I will throw on Las Vegas minus three, and I'll buy the point. I know you're not supposed to be doing this stuff, but I'm just tracking it this season. And then lastly, I'll go Seattle minus two. Yeah, Seattle minus two. Okay, the totals, I've got that Minnesota game under 55 and a half. Yeah, I see a 55 and a half on FanDuel. I feel really good about that play, actually. And then, of course, one of these unders, the Jets are the... Let me see. Let me go to the beginning. Um, the next one, I would say... I like Buffalo under... Washington under 45 and a half. I actually really like that. And then I will go... And I just don't know what Justin Fields. I, f I feel like they're going to be able to score, but I don't know. I really don't know. Um, gosh, guys, I don't know. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go back to the well. I'll go Philly over the Dallas game, fifty-one point five. Oh, that's a key number, but let's roll with it. Okay. Let's see what the top three public plays of the week are and track them. Scores and odds, NFL. Okay, let's see. And we're at 57 minutes. Almost done, guys. Thanks for listening. If you've already listened this far, guys, go, go share this with somebody. We're going to make money this year uh, playing these plays, so go share this with somebody. Let's all make money together. Okay, so the biggest public play is, man, Arizona, Tennessee, Arizona, Tennessee, Las Vegas, Arizona, Tennessee, Las Vegas. That's it. So that's that's clear. It's very clear. Arizona, Tennessee, Las Vegas. Arizona, Tennessee, Las Vegas. Easy. Oh wait, Arizona, Tennessee, Las Vegas. Yep. Okay, and I also am playing the three highest totals over and three lowest unders. Or I'm just tracking them. I'm not playing them personally. But let's see what the top three highest totals are of the week. Um, we have the Chargers, we have the Rams game, and we have Minnesota. So let's see here. We've got, so Seattle, over 55, and then we have Tampa Bay game, over... 55.5, 55 and a half. And then the Chargers are also at 55. Oh, 54 and a half. We'll claim 54 and a half. 54 and a half. Okay, three lowest totals. Uh, definitely New Orleans, New England, 42. I see 43. I'll claim 43. We'll go under 43. Uh, let's see who else has a slow, low total. Uh, Cincinnati-Pittsburgh. Yeah, Cincinnati-Pittsburgh would be the next one. And then the Jets in Denver. So Cincinnati-Pittsburgh, 43 and a half. And then 
Uh, the Jets game is at 41 and a half. 41 and a half. So, yeah, we'll track that next week. That'll be interesting. And, yeah, so let's just let's track where I'm at for the whole season, and then that will be the entire show, guys. So almost there, almost done. So let's get to this data that I'm tracking. So my spread plays for the whole year, I'm 15 and 14 and 1. And for my totals, I'm 16 and 14. Um, actually, sorry, I went, uh, I got to update these a little bit because I went uh, uh, I have to update this another time. Sorry, guys. It's not completely updated. It's a little bit updated. Um, 16 and 14 against the totals. Um, let's see. My best spread plays and total plays. I'm 2 and 3 and 1 against the spread for the season. On my top, like if I was picking three plays a week. And then my top three plays for the total, I'm 5 and 1. Uh, for the totals. Uh, the public plays this season are actually four and four even. And this is the most telling stat so far, guys, uh, just two weeks in the season. The three highest totals have gone over four, and, four out of six times. And the three lowest totals of every week are actually have gone under six and oh the whole entire season. So three and oh each week they've gone under. So that is it, guys. That's it um, for week three. So please follow me on all the social media platforms. And, yeah, I hope you guys really enjoy the show. I, I don't really have much else to say. I'll be on next uh, week, probably the same time, Saturday night. Follow me on Twitter again for to hear all the stuff, all the plays being released. And that's it, guys. I'll see you on the next show.